Welcome to a brand new episode of Pop Cannon. We are your hosts. My name is Jordan. I am Robert. And I'm Joe. Today, guys, we are discussing a Marvel TV... No, it's actually not a TV series. Believe it or not, it's a new Marvel film, Black Widow. Finally. Well, I watched it on my TV, Jordan. <laughs> I can't <laughs> differentiate. <laughs> That's a personal preference. I saw it in a theater. Good for you. I know. I was lucky. Uh, it was a really fun experience, actually. Go to a theater? Um, yeah, to go to a theater and see a Marvel movie again. I wasn't really excited for this movie, believe it or not. I kept thinking, ugh, I'm going to have to see this. I'm going to have to go <laughs> talk about it on the podcast. It's just a thing that I have to do on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um but once I pulled into the parking lot, we got our tickets, we sat down, the credits started. I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm hyped up. I'm ready for the Marvel Cinematic Experience. Yeah. And this movie was way more action than I even anticipated. Just consistent throughout. And honestly, I, I kind of wish that we got more talking from it. But we'll get into all of that in a little bit. Robert, what did you think about Black Widow? Um, I feel like I also had a very tempered level of excitement for it. Um, especially because the just the initial release got pushed back so many times that I feel like that temper like, that makes you like kind of not excited to see it. But I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I had read some not overwhelmingly negative stuff, but there was a lot of negative uh, about this movie after it came out. And I didn't want to take it to heart because I wanted to make my own opinion about it, but I was like not looking forward to having to watch it. Um, but I was thoroughly satisfied with it. I think it's a great movie. And it could have been even better had it been released in 2016. Joe, what did you think? I do wish that I had gotten to see this in the theater. Um, I just didn't have the time this week, and I knew I needed to watch it before recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I will go back to a theater someday. Um, I, did, I didn't really have expectations going into this. I feel like you can kind of bet on Marvel to give you a good experience. All of their movies are good at least it's just you know the more you fill this bucket the harder it is to really like blow me away i feel like um i do think this would have been better as a direct follow-up to civil war instead of wedging it in yes now yeah looking back especially with everything coming out on disney plus now yeah um and the new slate coming forward this was very much a weird afterthought especially for um one of the inaugural members of the team that really has always just been sidelined as you know a supporting character in the avengers movies when she really is a main cast member and she deserved a lot better so it's bittersweet to be getting this bigger story of a beloved character who's now dead and like officially dead yeah even if 
we see some other version of the character in the future <laughs> who knows but at the same time i do love what has been introduced here because like florence Pugh's performance was amazing um and i loved like jordan said those more personal moments in this movie really made it for me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. some of the actiony stuff looked a little rough to me and I don't know that they achieved the kind of James Bond thing they were going for, but overall it was a good movie. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you kind of had to accept the existence of multiple, like several multiple widows, um, like kind of early on. And I know that like they've mentioned the red room and you know, that they're making, assassins but i don't know that i ever assumed that they were all black widows you Mm. know what i mean um so then to find out that this is just like a constant rolling thing and there's so many other ones in a way it makes natasha becoming an avenger that much more special and i think that that was something that they tried to highlight because they kept mentioning and you're an avenger you know so to come from this where we're doing what we do and topple dictatorships and all of the stuff that the evil guy said um it definitely gave a nice ring to that character i feel like it's also ironic in a way because at that point in the timeline the avengers were falling apart and that's the constant thing for her is that being an avenger means nothing at that point she doesn't have any of the resources that she used to right and it's in a more meta way it's more ironic because they've come back and saved reality (laughs) at at our point but she's not there anymore right also shield toppled too so she no longer has shield and she's losing the avengers right Mm -hmm. so everyone putting her in that light like up on this pedestal you're an avenger that comes with this weight that she's also carrying that she doesn't feel worthy of that she's constantly reminded of this past and now she's being pulled back in we talked about in falcon and the winter soldier like comforts and post-traumatic stress disorder with bucky Mm -hmm. like you've got to imagine that natasha is some way feeling those kind of effects definitely it's also funny that they took a bunch of throwaway lines from avengers and fleshed it out into a whole script um where like as soon as you hear drakov like that Mm -hmm. lit up in my brain i was like oh drakov's daughter um budapest all the different all all of these (laughs) snippets of teased backstory that was budapest Budapest. (laughs) (laughs) that that for me that was such an earned moment for me where I really laughed because I feel like that is a conversation that like every fan has had among themselves. Yeah. Uh, where they're like, maybe she's talking about a different place. <laughs> maybe there's a CHT in that word. Who knows? <laughs> Who'd have uh, But yeah. That's like, how you pronounce it. <laughs> I know, but like nobody else did. And then they had an argument in the movie about how to say Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So even in universe, they made it a point to like make fun of that that moment, which I thought yeah. was just awesome. But the prior to the film, I watched the Legends mm. on Black Widow, 
which is that program that Disney Plus is doing, which is a special feature, but they release it as its own content. Um, and they there was so much from those earlier movies that I didn't even remember or realize that Natasha had mm-hmm. character-wise. Like, I mean, I obviously all of the stuff in Iron Man 2, but there was... We spent a lot of time in that in Avengers from 2012, and I was, like, shocked at how much actual character work she had in that movie. Because I don't know if coming out of that I remember, oh, yeah, remember all those intimate conversations Natasha was having about her past? Like, I don't, those weren't the yeah. things that were there. That Loki scene with her seemed really extended to me, and I was like, wow, that was really intense. Yeah. <laughs> and then they. You do those specifically to tie into how they wrote with the character now because a lot of the things that we see her do in that 11-minute like Sizzler video for her, she brings out in the film in different ways. Yeah. So it was a really neat tie-in to like, the characters actually, whether you realize it or not, really fleshed out by the time we get to here. Mm-hmm. So to have this is like really nice... And it would have been better had we got it early. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that's my biggest complaint about yeah. the film is just I wish it came out in 2016, even in 2018 or 2019. Like, yeah, it should have been Marvel's first solo female film um, because I think it would have had much more of an impact yeah. and it would have made people care about that character so much more in Infinity War and in Endgame. Yeah. I can't imagine how Im- how much more impactful her actual literal death in in the movies would have in, in Endgame would have been had this movie been released prior to it. Yeah. Um even just getting this out before Infinity War would have just really cuz they do a really good job. I mean obviously they know where she's going to be and they knew then too, but they really rounded out that time away from her between those two movies. And it was like really well done. And like the time is spent. She wanted to not do that, but she was brought in to do something like she felt like she had to, because that's who she is now. Yeah. Had this movie come out in 2016 and she left on that Quinjet at the end. Imagine how excited you'd be because you'd be like, oh my God, she's going to rescue everyone. She's going to get people out of the raft or whatever. Yeah. You know, she's going to meet up with Steve. I think they would have been a little less candid about it had that been the case. It would have been very much noncommittal because they have broad strokes laid out. Yeah. But they wouldn't have been that specific about it. Yeah. She would have been like, I'm going to get those guys out of jail now. Yeah, that that was a little much for me. It could have been a little more, like, wink. Yeah, I liked having the direct knowledge of how it happened now, you know? Yeah. Like, I like having that filled-in information, because had we seen this prior to Infinity War, when Steve shows up, and the rest of the... Not gonna say that they're the Secret Avengers, but the rest of the Secret Avengers show up, and... Like, the moment would have been that much bigger because it's like Natasha was successful. She found Steve. They got this team together, and now they're here. You would have been like, 
I mean, that moment gets me jacked up no matter what because I yeah. <laughs> love that moment so much. The, in that the movie. music is playing in my head right now. Yeah. But like, you would have been like, "Oh shit!" And Natasha, like, you would have really fucking got fired up for it. I feel like, but um, and we would have had the explanation on her vest. I know you were dying to know about it in Infinity War. I didn't even register <laughs> until you said that. Like, I remember, <laughs> like, watching Yelena hand her the vest, and I was just like, okay. I didn't realize that it showed up in Infinity War. Yeah, that's and then uh, that's why she got her hair all choppy-choppy. Right. As an homage, I guess, to her <laughs> sister that's not dead, but she's not hanging out with at the moment. Yeah. But she got a sweet vest out of it, and it has pockets, dude. That's it has true. so many pockets. It does have so many pockets. Oh, that was a good moment in that car. <laughs> All of the sister stuff was just so good. Yeah. It was. And, like, I wish there was more of it. That's another complaint that I have. Is, like, I wish there was more of those personal moments layered throughout this film. And, honestly, I think it's because we're kind of spoiled with the Disney Plus shows. I feel like those moments, like... I always kind of lean into those character moments a little bit more. Yeah. And I do, like, the big action set, set pieces. But... Yeah, dude, I just wish there was more of that sister connection because Florence Pugh stole the fucking show, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah. I thought she was fantastic. Um, And, like, we already are appreciative of most of her work already. Um, I've seen more movies with her than I even realized I had. But, yeah, I I think she did such a great job. She's, like, perfect in that role the the accent I think was was good. I don't yep. think she did a bad job with the accent at all because you could really butcher that and sound stupid. And I think she did a really good job. Yep. Most movies I've seen her in, I don't get to hear her real voice. So <laughs> <laughs> building off of that, just the whole family dynamic of like taking FX as the Americans and saying, "Well, this is a Marvel property now, <laughs> um, dude." So I've never watched the Americans. Me but either, the but I know about person it. Person who's told me, like, who's made that connection. Yeah, it's yeah. a good show. I definitely, I definitely had that vibe too. Like, it, I was like, I'm pretty sure there was a TV show that was just like this, <laughs> but the kids weren't assassins in that. <laughs> but like, that was really effective for me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and that also kind of justified her feeling that the Avengers were her family as well because mm-hmm. they're these super heroic people that can't really relate to other people in the same way, but they have the same human needs. So, like, they sit around a table and talk like a normal family, <laughs> but they're yeah. in their big stupid costumes. <laughs> and then, like, their arguments turn into... I'm not signing the accords, Tony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> versus, we're on a farm. <laughs> versus, like, how was your day, sweetie? Yeah. Um, but, that, yeah, that's a good point that, that it was easy for her to make that also feel like home very fast. Because mm-hmm. she's already had to do that one time. And maybe yeah. she didn't even necessarily want to, but it's familiar and easy, so she just slid back into it, and now she's fighting to death to keep it together. When she doesn't have to play a part, she's way more, like, yeah. happy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Even with the family, though, it's funny that they're all so on board and that they're all playing a part 
but they like the parts that they're playing, so they don't <laughs> question it. Or, well, she right. does question it, but right. by the end, she decides it was real. And right. That's, yeah. It's a very like complicated <laughs> thing to even think about. The the photo albums. Uh, oh my god! Was like a weird, really weird. Like they made fake photo albums to seem like a real family, and they did all of the holidays in like a day. Yeah. Which is like, but it's but like a, that is still a happy memory, even though right. the yeah. photos because are the fake, fake holiday the was nice, real. like the real holiday. Yeah, <laughs> therein it was very sweet and gentle as a memory, uh, and not like none of this is real, like none of that. <laughs> but like that opening sequence with them as the family uh, was really cool. It set them up in a way that I didn't expect. I didn't expect to get that out of the gate you know yeah. so like when you're seeing them together you're like oh, okay like it just how it unfolded that opening sequence mm-hmm. uh was was fun to to like go through with the characters and how it was happening i didn't know that that i didn't realize that that was natasha with the blue hair i didn't um okay. i had the subtitles on at home it said young uh yelena and i was like oh that's Florence Pugh's character. At first, I was just thinking that that was her legitimate family, and Natasha will somehow be folded into this mix, because I was also not sure of the math, because it told me 1995, Yeah. but I wasn't yeah. sure how old Natasha would nece- necessarily be in 1995. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment watching it where I was like, she would be a child also. Like I, It took me out of the actual story because i was yeah. like trying to do the math of how old she would possibly be and is that her because the subtitles kept coming up young natasha but she wasn't necessarily on screen when that was happening i don't think mm. and mo- mo- most of the time it was melina that was on screen so i was <laughs> like is she supposed to is rachel wise playing young scarlett johansson because that's a decision <laughs> <laughs> Like, these subtitles are messed up. Yeah, I was so fucking confused. But once I realized it was... Like, once she grabbed the gun from the guy, it was, like, abundantly clear that that's her. Yeah. You know? I I was, like, trying to look at her face, and I was like, okay, I could kind of see it in the face. All right, that's Natasha, like... Yeah. So, like, I just accepted it. Well, in in the family thing, we get the reveal that uh, David Harbour's character has what we would assume is the super serum uh the super soldier serum because uh, he just sort of flipped that gigantic metal thing out of the way like it was nobody's business yeah <laughs> yeah that was like whoa that was oh. a whoa moment. <laughs> i was like in from that point yeah. on yeah yeah did you guys not um, know he was red guardian going in no i knew that yeah. i just and i I kind of just assumed that it, that's a character with the super soldier serum, but like they make they play him so, yeah, uh, normal at first. Yeah, that like to see him just <laughs> you know running and putting stuff in the car and doing all of this stuff, and then he's just like, oh yeah, woof, and throws the thing out of there. I was like, oh shit, okay, okay. He's just we're he's the 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 mask is dropped, and we're just trying to get out of there now. That's the, that was yeah. cool. Yeah. I do like that, like, he kind of, like, squats and, like, just, like, lifts it up as if to move it at first. Yeah. You're like, wow, yeah, he's yeah. kind of strong. And he chucks it. <laughs> he throws it <laughs> in the air. <laughs> yeah, David Harbour was 
entertaining as like the comedic relief dad in this yeah um it was very tropey but uh, in the marvel style of we're gonna flip it on its head and that he's her captain america russian dad um and he's got these weird delusions Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. those lines that keep coming up that he has memories of fighting captain america that you don't know whether he's lying or if it's some kind of belief that maybe was put into his head or or he fought another captain america (laughs) yeah he's saying captain america but maybe he's talking about a different person that was portraying that sort of role i guess that we don't necessarily know about and that was the first thought i thought of was isaiah having watched falcon and winter soldier yeah so uh i thought that was interesting it seems like he knows that he's bullshitting them but they all know that he has the serum so they can't call him on it but then why would he ask natasha if he remembered him that's true so I saw another theory that could be like Steve's time traveling. <laughs> yeah, with the with the stones somehow 1984 I think was the year he said um somehow Steve stumbled upon him <laughs> and they got into a fist fight which would be cool as hell. Steve read cool. 1984 once and he didn't realize it was like dystopic fiction he's like something should somebody should do something about that guy he's like i've gotta go <laughs> this big brother is pretty rough maybe he fought bucky dude maybe he fought bucky although they probably would have been on the same side yeah didn't they steal the plans for like the the mind control for the red room from the original winter soldier project did they say that i'm pretty sure that's what they implied yeah, when I they think were so. when they were trying to steal the stuff in 1995, I think that was a secret Hydra base mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. said they took the information from from the Winter Soldier project. So right. that's like a really interesting idea that like maybe Red Guardian and the Winter Soldier like faced off at one point. Yeah, yeah Winter, they sent the Winter Soldier to try to get yeah the tech back. That's the thing, like, in the comics, Bucky and Natasha are, are a lot more intertwined, and I wish that they had explored that more in the movies. But also, with her age in the movie, it's it doesn't work out as well. It's interesting because a lot of the stuff that they do is similar. A lot yeah. of the fighting yeah. that they do is similar. Mm-hmm. So when they faced off in The Winter Soldier, um, they highlighted that in the Legends show, like that fight their knife stuff and then in this movie they there's like a whole other knife fight that happens as well um, yeah with the taskmaster yeah or <laughs> whatever you want to call the character that looked a lot like the taskmaster <laughs> antonia Drakoff. yeah is the taskmaster see i'm not so what i'm what i'm not gonna do is pretend that this like ruined my childhood um I Taskmaster as a character is not one that I'm like, you know, beating down the door for and was upset that they like ruined or whatever. Um, uh, it's, it's not that for me. I just, they really, I feel like heavily telegraphed who the Taskmaster was going to wind up being in this. Uh, 
pretty early on, I feel like, when they mentioned the the bombing. And it just For me, it was not hard to put two and two together once you realized that the Taskmaster worked for who the Taskmaster worked for. It was like, oh, that's probably just going to be his daughter. I didn't really catch on until right when they were about to really? do it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch on either. I, I feel like I said it like super early. <laughs> and then when it happened, I was like, ugh. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm very no, proud of you. The, that had me going for a while. I was just kind of wondering because I could definitely tell it was like a female. Yeah, I knew going into this without having watched the film yet that I was like, if you would have asked me, I would have said like 80% sure that Taskmaster was going to be a female character in this. Just I, And not that I mind. No, no. It I was just care. a sheer gut thought was like, they're definitely going to make Taskmaster a woman in this. I could I could just tell from the way that she moved and mm-hmm. the way that the character like kind of fought in some of the shots. Yeah. I was like that just kind of looks like a rings like a female. Woman. Yeah. 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 And I thought she was a robot. So I was just trying to f- yeah, like I was just trying to figure <laughs> out like who could it be cuz like I'm going through the scenarios in my head, and I think they were trying to imply that her, like, independent contractor might have been Taskmaster at one point. Really? Like, that's kind of the vibe that I got for, hmm. like, a, a hot minute. Could have been. Like, I, I mean, I could see that him. happening, yeah. Because why else was he involved in the film? We don't even know who he is. So that would have been an easy way to tie those two things. Yeah. Rather quickly, that kind of dissipated, changed. Yeah, but I was still just like, who could it be? Like, is there going to be some sort of shapeshifter, like crazy twist? But nothing. Um, yeah, I wasn't even necessarily let down with the twist. I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked um, because Natasha had so much guilt for the death. That of was, that to me was the character. telegraphing. Yeah. That to me yeah. was the tell when they just like really kept talking about how the girl died in the the daughter died in the fire. I was like, we didn't see a body, bitch. I know that she's gonna be in that fucking helmet. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I um so going in, I had seen that people were upset about yeah. the use of Taskmaster. So I think that lowered my expectations where I wasn't I wasn't looking to the Taskmaster scenes to like really give me anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. That being said, I don't mind this so much as like possibly an origin for that character, and they left it pretty open that she might return in some capacity down yeah. the line, and then she might actually be more of a character now that she's free. Yeah, um, and you yeah. could see her as more of uh, an adaptation of the character as they're truly meant to be um which is kind of an asshole yeah um i just kept thinking about the first time they tried deadpool whenever i saw her though because Mm -hmm. she was just that silent said the same thing to me yeah (laughs) and then they had her be when they took off the helmet she's all mutilated and that that was trying to do like the bond villain thing of yeah the villain has a fucked up face. How scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> ableism as a plot point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I actually didn't even realize till just now that the widow that plugs her in 
strokes her mask like very sisterly. So th- I do want to rewatch this now that I've like, seen <laughs> yeah. it all the way through and we're talking about it. But and that's the <laughs> can thing, we pause? I'll be right back. Like I want to rewatch this movie. I will oh, yeah. gladly rewatch this movie. Yeah. Probably in every MCU rewatch that I do. Um, in the right place. Where it's placed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's wait a minute, go. wait a minute, wait a minute. No. You just no, 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 had no. a whole thing on Instagram about watching in release order. And now you want to say, but no, this one, uh, this one. No. Yeah, that this one is the only exception because this it's the only the one that makes exception. sense. Yeah. It's the only one that makes sense where it goes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I will gladly place this in between Civil War and, and Infinity. Infinity War. Yeah. Watch it start to finish. Have a great time, and then <laughs> yeah. go right into Infinity. No, I, War. I agree. I was just I was gonna say too. Right after we make a big stink about how you should watch these movies, yeah, <laughs> or not make a big stink, but kind of react to how other people have been like, oh my god, chronological orders the shit. Uh, <laughs> You know, you could you could mix the two. You don't have to watch Captain Marvel <laughs> before you watch Iron Man. That's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes no sense to do that. Anyway. And it makes it makes watching Loki really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. I was thinking the same thing, <laughs> which we'll get into in our very next episode. So stay tuned for that. Like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But with taskmaster herself as a as a villain like i was kind of expecting more but they kind of roadblocked her mm-hmm. at several points throughout the film i would have liked more yeah i was definitely anticipating more and i wish i wish that there was more out of that character in in this movie cuz the fighting sequences with her were amazing they were so cool like every one of them was just like wow the one on the bridge was yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah the one on the bridge like the knife fight yeah the shields like you're getting everything on there yeah. it was it was really cool and it was exciting because even though you knew black widow wasn't going to die like how the hell is she going to get yeah. out of this yeah how do you how do you fight how, like how do you hand to hand fight a mimic <laughs> because <laughs> it's like really different and like when we saw the inside of the helmet like the heads up display and stuff like that like that was really interesting mm-hmm. to see how like what she's seeing in there someone floated the idea that like someone could just get that helmet and modify it and get that tech and become a different taskmaster that's true yeah. So we could eventually get like a screen accurate, comic accurate yeah. version. I wouldn't want that. But who gets upset about those stupid things? <laughs> well, like they've already introduced this character as the Taskmaster. Right. True. So like to have her be like, yeah, but fuck her. <laughs> the technology's around and exists. I think it'd be very funny for her, like coming out of her trauma, to show up in Deadpool three. <laughs> and just get like just fucking break on wave and like just see the asshole taskmaster come out of her that'd be cool <laughs> okay see that's a really good idea yeah. yeah i was thinking about places that the character would wind up and i don't know i would imagine it's on a disney plus show somewhere down the line but i don't know where right so like taskmaster wasn't even the main villain here right 
the main villain is Drakov, who didn't die <laughs> yeah. in the massive explosion. They don't and, tell you how. And neither did his daughter. So who, like, what really was she carrying around that guilt for? <laughs> that poor woman thinking she did this shit and then to find out you didn't kill any of the people that you thought you did. <laughs> You're actually kind of well, a bad assassin. Well, she killed a lot of people still. But... Well, right, but not the people you thought you did. The ones that yeah. made the ends justify the means. <laughs> for Black Widow, not for me. I don't condone it. I... Yeah, d- the ends don't really justify the means if neither the ends or the means are accomplished. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie was essentially billed as an origin story for Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider it that. Um, we got some information about the Red Room, which we've uh, heard about in previous films, but never really got to see um, until now. We didn't really see that much of it here. We we didn't. (laughs) Yeah, we got a peek in Age of Ultron. I was led to believe it's assumed that it was gone, but then you find out it wasn't gone. It's been up in the clouds the whole time. I think I thought that the Red Room was going to be more like the place that John Wick goes in John Wick 3. Yeah, I kind of agree. You know, that kind of like, it's like this weird underground criminal thing, but there's also ballerinas for some reason, and they're all (laughs) getting whipped into shape and stuff. Like, I thought for some, like, because that was the implication I feel like they gave us in Age of Ultron, Mm, uh, was a lot more on the the ballet training with the the harsh undertones of threats of violence if you don't do it right Uh, (laughs) rather than we're training you to be super spies and I guess you can dance if you want to (laughs) (laughs) but you can definitely leave your friends behind is I think the more (laughs) I think the ballet thing was part of a cover that they were probably probably but like also, if the building that houses the Red Room is in the sky, who are you hiding it from further? No, like they had to train them to be ballerinas to go undercover. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, I thought <laughs> I expected more of that. Like, could we just talk about the fact that, like, there was only, like, maybe, like, 20 widows mm-hmm. in there? Yeah. Max? Like, yeah, but there's more around all the over the world. And also, no, they I, said I that, like, that. for every 20 children they kidnap, only one ever makes it, and they kill the rest of them. <laughs> no, I, I understand that, but, like, you would expect them to be in the Red Room, right? Right. Like, wouldn't you expect there to be, like, younger girls there, or, like, a staff of people training young right. girls there? It yeah. was just, like, oh, a group. Yeah. They were, like, having a class on a Saturday of, like, adults. <laughs> They had like, yeah, we just got the adult widows up at the, the the red room this weekend. That's that's all that's going on. Kinder Kinder widow training is off on Saturdays. Yeah, we sent them home for the summer. It could have even been a thing where it's like Hydra bases, where that's where they go to do yeah. the last step of the the mind wipe or whatever the fuck. <laughs> but Molina even says that they get cycled through. Hmm. Okay. So not they don't all stay there full time. Okay. She has seven pigs. That's true. The pig. <laughs> I was a pretty. There was some gut wrenching scenes. In yeah. This. So almost suffocating the pig was one. The yeah. pretty 
graphic, like not graphic, but somewhat graphic, like human trafficking scene yeah. in the intro when they're getting sent to Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was definitely uh, muy uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You really felt all the hits and like yeah. seeing all the bruises after the Taskmaster fight. I think this is the most confirmation we've got that Natasha, at least, but I'm assuming all the widows have a little something extra beyond human in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they even said, like, genetically that she had something special. Yeah. Yeah. But are they trying to imply without saying it that she's a mutant in some way? No. God, no. <laughs> they go to the gravestone at the end and it says Jean Grey. <laughs> There's one next to it. She was yeah. a widow! Uh. Deadpool was there the whole time. He was like, Logan's back that way! Instead of Elaine from Seinfeld, they should have just had <laughs> Ryan Reynolds there at the cemetery. Instead of Elaine! <laughs> oh, He's like, no. sorry, Elaine couldn't be here right now. <laughs> She's too busy in her sombrero dancing. Um. <laughs> Drakov as a villain, though. Yeah. You really hate him by yeah. the end of this. They, yeah, he's a piece of shit, dude. Yeah. They did a good job making me hate that man. <laughs> I loved I loved the way that they showed you how protected he was. Mm-hmm. And, like, as soon as they said it, I went, oh, no, because I knew what she was going to do. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, because she's totally going to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. oh, as soon as he said uh, factor, I was like, oh, fuck, no. Oh, my God, how is she going to do this? Is she but gonna I let do him like punch her, her line the- about how she's just like, you couldn't punch me hard enough. Right, yeah. right. Like, you have no idea, dude. She fought fucking straight-up aliens hand-to-hand. (laughs) Some fucking old dude is... Some old Russian dude's gonna... Oh, that's worse. Like, no. (laughs) He literally has no idea, either. Like, like, legitimately, he doesn't know, like, what she's been through. And that was, like... That's, like, a, a, a more interesting because he knows what his daughter does because he kind of uses her in that way but like he doesn't know the struggle of all these other women that he's created and destroyed their humanity in a way like he doesn't know the the costs of it and that's why she's standing there in his face trying to tell him but it was just such a badass moment i think that's the overarching thing though is that he couldn't destroy their humanity right 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 because no matter at the like even when they were pushed so far apart they wound up coming back together just to stop him even yeah so in a sense he took away their humanity but gave them <laughs> the payoff of of being human so he really was transformative in their lives in so many ways sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah her slamming her face on the desk and then just like Cole cocking the shit out of it was <laughs> fucking awesome. That, I felt that it. Moment I felt was so it. earned. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody. Like, I don't think the MCU's ever had somebody get punched directly in their face. And I, my first and only reaction was, yeah, like, <laughs> uh, Yelena making fun of her from yeah. the poses. Yeah, and yeah, that little that moment great. of her coming out of the vent. <laughs> she tried it. You know, <laughs> how does it feel? And she like 
slid her body out of that pose yeah. so fluidly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, <"Whoa." laughs> That was funny. You're such a poser. Uh, <laughs> over and over again. It's great. I love that. I their, love that. Their dynamic was so good. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it earlier, but like those two really had good chemistry, and I'm so upset that we're never going to really get, gonna them get it again. again together. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it's the placement of the film yeah. in 2021. Despite the pandemic and everything from 2020, it's still, I probably still would have felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. If it released in like, it, it was supposed to release in like May last year. I would have yeah. still felt the same way. That was my biggest gripe talking about the existence of the film to begin with was that it's in the wrong time. <laughs> Regardless of whether it was 2020 or 2021, it got released after Endgame and that's a problem. Yeah. The silver lining of that, though, is that we're getting more Florence Pugh um, yeah. from yeah. that from that uh, post-credits where yeah. Valentina, yeah. the rest of her name, shows up. <laughs> Which I I want like I don't know if that means she's gonna be a Dark Avenger as well uh, I, on the I same team as John kind Walker. What, yeah, I, I think, think she's that's gonna be kind of what they're implying. Yeah, yeah, I think she's gonna be the Black Widow to his Captain America kind of right. deal. Which, Which is, is super like, exciting. Holy shit! Yeah, the reverse of that coin is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Which also like raises the question for looking forward to Hawkeye. Is Kate taken under his wing, or is Kate his replacement, who's mm. sent after him? But I guess we'll have to wait and see till next year. <laughs> I think that's late this year. Is it? I think so. I think that's officially still 2021. Okay, cool. But yeah, that post-credit scene—it kind of like set things up and set Florence Pugh's character up in a way that's very exciting. Because yeah. now it's like, oh, she's going to go after Hawkeye. She's not, like, setting up with the <laughs> Avengers. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's going to try to, like, take him out. Yeah. Which is going to be a lot of fun. Because he's going to be like, I know all these moves. Okay. <laughs> I've dealt with this more than enough. <laughs> he's, like, I really hope, I really hope in that there's just one moment where Jeremy Renner sees her coming and he's got the the, the arrow pulled back and he's just like, another one? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's going to be mournful for his friend, but at the same time be like, oh. <laughs> Because of just how much of a pain in the ass that was for him to begin with. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Hawkeye, though, do you think that we will get a scene from Budapest? In no. Hawkeye? In Hawkeye. Like no, an actual flashback to that. I don't think so. Because I feel like that's probably the best opportunity yeah. to ever get something like that. I think if they weren't going to do that in this movie, they're not going to do that. Yeah. If you wanted if you really wanted to have the the flashback to to Budapest and like what they keep talking about, I feel like it would have already been done. I think they like the idea that it's really really ambiguous. It was a cute line to say what kind of gun makes those holes and she says arrows. <laughs> <laughs> in the safe house. That was good. 
That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about Florence Pugh's chemistry with ScarJo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the whole family had a really good chemistry. Like the the rescuing Red Guardian scene in that prison was like a really interesting set piece because none of them were in the same place. Yeah. You know, like none of them are on the same level fighting. She One is in the helicopter, one's up here, one's down here, and they're all trying to converge, but it's like nearly impossible <laughs> to get done. Um, but I really liked, because I didn't even realize, but when she shot, what was it, like that water tower or whatever? and then It, it was a watchtower, yeah. The watchtower, that's right. And it like exploded and then it caught, like I didn't realize that it was going to cause an avalanche. It wasn't a thought in my head. And right. then Amanda went, oh shit. Because <laughs> she saw the rumbling in the background, but I wasn't yeah. even paying attention to it. <laughs> so she went, oh shit. And I was like, what? Like I looked like what? <laughs> and and then they cut to like the, you see it, like it was much clearer. And I was like. Everyone reacting to it. Yeah. At the same time. I was like, that's a fucking really interesting scene. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those people are probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah. For no sure doubt. dead. If they didn't die in the initial like everything collapsing and the explosions and whatnot, like just the snow. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um I honestly thought that they were gonna milk the Alexi prison escape a little longer. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. I am too. But yeah. when he started going throughout they're on the the mic with him and they're telling him like okay now now don't let anyone see you see you do this and then all of a sudden he's like running (laughs) (laughs) and i'm glad that we got a big action set piece out of that um like you said with the avalanche i i wasn't really ready for that to happen no it wasn't even on my radar as like a possibility i was just like oh it's snowing they're in the mountains (laughs) yeah whatever but they managed to escape and had a very interesting conversation about what the Red Room did to them in the helicopter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm remembering now exactly what you're talking about. That was, uh, it was uh, forward uh, is a way to put it, I think. But it was, it was at all at once like funny and terrifying and heartbreaking. Her delivery is hilarious. Yeah. Like the comedic timing of the delivery of her explaining that. <laughs> chip, 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 chip. Like, I I laughed, but I was just like, that's oh. terrifying and horrible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like, David Harbour's immediately like, oh my God. Ooh, oh my God. Stop. Stuff. It was such Stop. a great dad trope to mention <laughs> girl parts and have him throw his hands up because he's not interested in hearing about it. That was yep. amazing. <laughs> yep. And to go to go further on his dad thing, I somebody punched in on the tat, one of the tattoos on his arms. He has their names tattooed on them in Russian. Really? He has yeah, he has Natasha and Yelena tattooed on his arm. And also nice. Karl Marx across his uh I saw Karl on the yeah. one close up shot. I didn't know what I didn't know it was Marx. Yeah, the other one was Marx, which is hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> He's Captain America but for Russia. It's perfect. Yeah. sure is so as far as favorite scenes go Mm. what do you guys feel like was your favorite scene you know i think it's right before 
they get raided when Red Guardian goes in to console Yelena and he starts singing mm. American Pie. Because <laughs> when they first played that in the car, like it was a little cringy to me, but then yeah. they actually got me when it came back and they're <laughs> two actors who don't have Russian accent. Or what's, what is Florence Pugh's native accent? She's British, I believe. I okay. don't know if... Yeah, so two actors who don't Welsh have Russian accents trying to sing in a Russian accent, <laughs> which, like, David Harbour is like, I'm not going to sing. I'm just going to speak the words speak sort the of rhythmically. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so sweet, and it really got me. It yeah. was followed up by probably my least favorite moment, which was too many darts hitting him in the chest. <laughs> It, like it was funny at darts. first, but then when it was twenty, I felt like I was watching Ace Ventura. <laughs> Legitimately, but like they know that they need that much to drop him, yeah, because he's so fucking strong. They're just like, just open the cannon on it. We're not gonna deal with. He's not punching any of us out. We're yeah. just gonna shoot him down. Uh-huh. I was expecting him to just yeah go yeah. all out yeah in a yeah. fight, and they just completely took him out of the equation yeah they made sure to not do that which i thought was like i at one on one hand it's kind of disheartening because like i really kind of wanted to see him go i mean we did get to see him but i really wanted to see him like unleashed mm. a little bit with this you know yeah um i laughed at it because i think they intended it to be funny but i oh, get yeah. that it was like it was it was cartoony and that's why i laughed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jordan, what's your favorite scene? I think Taskmaster's first scene where he shows up and bombs Natasha's car. Mm-hmm. I think would be my favorite like action scene. And then as far as my favorite like dialogue scene, Natasha and Yelena talking at the table at night drinking before they steal that dude's car. Mhm. And Yelena's talking about how she gives people a backstory yeah. Yeah. for Black Widow. I thought that was a really sweet scene between the two of them. Yeah. I think my favorite scene overall was the, like, sister fight. When Natasha first tracks her down. And they talk to each other through the door. And then you have that whole apartment fight. Yeah. That was, like, really intense completely unnecessary it was unnecessary sure but like that's the type of people that they are yeah you can't just roll up on one of them in their safe house they're going to fight you um and i appreciated the hell out of that but i liked that they didn't seem like they were really pulling punches like they were Mm -hmm. trying to maim the other one in a way and I, i i i appreciated the the intensity and the severity to both of them about how they needed to get their point across in that fight. Um, cause they got to do a lot of crazy shit, like hit each other with plates and like, <laughs> it was, it was nuts. Slam each other through a cabinet. <laughs> it was nuts. I loved it. I loved that. Um, but if you're talking about character scenes, that really uncomfortable family dinner after they don't kill the pig. Yeah. Um, for me was like heavy as fuck. And I really, really enjoyed that. When you brought up the the first Taskmaster attack, uh, that's when I f- first kind of caught on to the look of this movie. 
I think it kind of set itself apart from the other Earthbound Marvel movies. It's very saturated, <laughs> I will say. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, the lighting on that bridge scene especially was very nice. They used like an anamorphic lens and like you caught these weird lens flares a lot of the time. Yeah. I noticed that. Was, that. I, no- yeah. I think most of the movie was shot anamorphically. Yeah. I think it was a pretty beautiful movie. Some of the like special effects look a little rougher than i'm used to from the red the red stuff yeah the red the red cleansing dust yeah (laughs) that was a little cheesy yeah i don't know why it needed to light up but (laughs) especially because it was like oh and like they brought up bioluminescence before and i thought that was gonna come back to have something (laughs) to do with that um same i said to my roommate like melina just she loses it constantly so she made it light up so she could find it um but i got away from my point i do think this was a really beautiful looking movie um especially in the shots that weren't you know made on a computer Mm -hmm. um and for the most part marvel movies don't generally have that kind of artistic look i don't think sometimes they do take the time and especially in moments but i think overall beginning to end i think this was a very good looking movie Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was directed by uh, a Australian director, Kate Shortland. Uh, yeah, Kate Shortland. This was actually her first foray into the superhero genre. Oh, okay. yeah, like blockbusters. <clears throat> She's done like yeah. indie flicks before, and actually Scarlett Johansson went to bat for her and said, she "If do we're this. doing my movie, I want her to do this." But then oh, I think wow. she also had to convince her to then do the movie (laughs) (laughs) well scarlett johansson was an executive producer on this which i love seeing more and more of where a lot of the actors that are involved that have been playing these characters for so long are now like involved in the production of the film as opposed to just the acting portion of it tom hiddleston is yeah exact produce on loki yeah and i just i love that because like it makes it feel like it's okay to invest our time because they're doubling back and investing additional of their time into it as well. You know? So it like, it feels really, I feel like it feels really good to know that a lot of the actors care that much Mm -hmm. that they've been tasked with playing these characters in that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That they're willing to like, they take like an ownership role in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, going off of Joe's point, I think the movie was shot, like, really nicely. Like, none of the editing stood out to me as, like, jarring or, like, poor. Like, everything was well-paced for the most part. The action scenes were really, really, really action-heavy. Yeah. Um, And the quieter moments, like, were powerful for the most Mm -hmm. part. Like, it's not like there was any point where I felt a drag in this no. film. No. Which I think will help in the rewatchability of it. For sure. Because you know that like, I don't feel like there's any parts that I would go like, oh, I don't want to watch that part of it. Like yeah. Everything felt like it mattered. And there was so much action that when you got those quieter moments, it was like 
it felt earned and it felt like we were all kind of taking a breath before it all started back up again. You could like appreciate those smaller moments more yeah. in this movie because there's so much action. Yeah. Cause when we're not doing like, it's like, there's like car chases and it's just like, we're kind con- it's constantly balls to the wall action. So when they get to speak to each other and there's no bullets flying, it's like, it's nice. And you really latch on to that. I feel like, and I think that's what carried me through it. You know, I didn't have any big issues with like the script as it w- as it would be stated. You know, the family stuff got the point across. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I saw somebody else complain about like, oh, these people just kind of like come back together and it's no big deal. And I'm like, but did you pay attention during that scene and what they were saying? Because they really aired some some heavy grievances with each other. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, three years is a lot of time to spend. Yeah, three years is a long time to just be with the same four people. The same four people be together all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like intimate. It's not even like it's a work scenario where you work eight hours and go home for the day. They're living together for three years, and then they just got ripped away from each other cold. It would. I feel like it made sense that they kind of just picked back up from where they left off because. They didn't leave in a way that they ever got to say, like, bye. You know, they didn't get to send each other off and wish each other well. It was literally like, holy shit, we got to do this right now. And you're getting in here and it's gone and everybody's gone. You know, it was very fast. So when they got back together, it was like, you know, Yona and Natasha had to work, work some shit out. But that all felt earned, too. You know, they both kind of felt abandoned by everybody. Two things that didn't work for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Nirvana cover over the <laughs> opening yes. sequence or the title sequence was a little awkward for me. I saw someone today say that that was the best Ugh. Nirvana song they've ever heard. And I was like... When Nirvana sings it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the b- I, I like stopped watching to send you guys the picture of Jack Black from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining a beautiful song. <laughs> um, and the other thing my roommate pointed out to me, and I would be in trouble if I didn't mention, hmm. uh, Yelena, as a child, her My Little Pony doll is a present-day My Little Pony, <laughs> and not a 1995 My Little Pony. And it's a pretty gross uh, oversight by Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Normally they're pretty good about that. Yeah. I mean, they God built a whole it, fucking Marvel. blockbuster for Captain Marvel <laughs> and filmed it with appropriate, time appropriate material. <laughs> they couldn't figure out which My Little Pony worked. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> See, that's why they shouldn't have went with My Little Pony. I don't know who what the ownership situation is. But if they went with something like Barney, it would have been a lot more safe because he's only ever looked one way. Well, he's had some tweaks. Slight tweaks. But it wouldn't be if you saw the doll laying on the ground for 0.2 seconds, you'd be like, that's the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) I had some old VHSs when I was a kid where Barney was very clearly blue. And I loved that. I felt like I was in on something. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Barney, The secret director's cut. (laughs) release the barney cut (laughs) (laughs) on that note is there anything else to say about black (laughs) i had a really good time with this movie uh despite its flaws 
I will rewatch this. I will have fun rewatching this. I will watch it in between Civil War and <laughs> Infinity War every time because to me Black Widow as a character will mean more yeah. viewing her story from beginning to end and not having to jump back. Yeah. Not pulling a Tarantino on it, you know. Robert, any final thoughts on Black Widow? Yeah, I mean, my expectations were low, and I feel like they were considerably blown out of the water. Um, the action in this movie, for me, is enough to say that it's teetering on the line between good and great MCU movies. Um, I don't know that it would crack my top five or top ten, but there's so many MCU movies and now TV shows that getting into that top ten is a very difficult prospect, and it's almost like cemented at this point <laughs> unless they really blow us out of the water with some shit that comes out soon um but no i think it was really good the action was awesome and the character moments that we do get are like earned and they didn't feel forced or anything like that i think it this movie probably deserves more credit than it's ever going to get from the general populace and especially from mcu fans who seem to not want to like it and joe what did you think this comes at a time when we're extremely saturated with marvel content yeah um look at our slate (laughs) yeah so it's kind of hard to judge it almost but i did really enjoy this and i think it's a really great looking movie as i've said and it was a good time, as Marvel pretty much always promises you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what most excites me about it is the level of creators that Marvel's attracting now. They've always kind of brought in some indie filmmakers, but like a lot of notable directors are now coming and able to tell their own stories mm-hmm. through the lens of a comic book movie. Yeah. So what like one that springs to mind when we talk about Kate Shortland is looking forward to The Eternals coming out, which stands to probably be one of Marvel's probably most like artistic movies that we're going to yeah. see at least from what we've heard so far. But yeah, as a kind of tying the knot on this character, I think it does a lot and I like what it leaves uh, leaves behind for the future. So uh, all in all, positive outlook on Black Widow from the three of us, from your boys at Pop Cannon. Uh, let us know what you thought of Black Widow. Hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Pop Cannon. Uh, if you would like to, you could also subscribe on your favorite Ooh. podcast platform. Like Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, Spotify. If you listen to stuff on Anchor, I don't know that anybody does. Um, and a whole bunch of other ones. CastBox, Radio Public. Bah, 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 bah. If you like looking at our beautiful faces, these episodes also appear on YouTube in video format. And you can follow us there. You can subscribe to us there. I believe there's a bell involved. Mm, uh, there is check a bell it out. Involved. We're Pop Cannon just about everywhere. Yeah, uh, and if you would like to, you can find us individually. Mm. As always, my name is Jordan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at JL24FPS. I'm still Robert, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. 
I'm Joe. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Joe for Broke. Follow me. <laughs> so once again, thank you so much for watching and or listening. Uh, we have Loki coming up next. So stay tuned for the three of us as we discuss and break down Loki that show yeah. for Pop Cannon. We'll see you on the very next episode. We all did a thing with our hands. That's perfect. That's that's the <laughs> thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs>